0: Connecting life and faith. This is connections. I
1: think when we're moms, we think we have to be just this perfect, do everything, be everything, just this superwoman. And I think that's a really big mistake that I made. And if if people can get one thing out of our conversation today, is that we don't have to be superwoman.
2: What is the definition of superwoman and how can we change our perspective on parenting? and how we share our emotions with our children. We're joined today by Lucille Williams. She's the author of a book titled The Impossible Kid. She's also a parent herself. She's going to share with us her own journey through this situation and how we as parents can change our perspective when it comes to sharing our emotions with our children. We're joined today by Lucille Williams. She is a national speaker. She is a pastor's wife as well as a relationship coach. She's also the author I have a new book titled The Impossible Kid. So we've chatted with you in the past about The Impossible Kid. For those who didn't have the opportunity to tune into that, tell us a little bit about The Impossible
1: Kid. The Impossible Kid is a book that I wrote with my daughter, who is my impossible kid, although she's not anymore. She's grown and she's a mom now. But when she was a kid, she was so impossible. She was so difficult and so that's where the, the book came from. We, we wrote it together. and It was actually her idea to do it.
2: Which I love because typically it's like, mm-mm, you're not talking about me. We're not going to share this with the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was her idea. She out of nowhere, she's like, mom, I think you should write a book about me. You always said I was your most difficult. So I think you should write a book about me. <laughs> And at first I'm like, nah, that's not a very good idea. Nobody's going to want to read that. But then I started thinking about it and I went, whoa, she's got, I think she might be onto something. And so she said, you know, you write write what you want to write. And at the end of every chapter, I'll say what I want to write. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. And so it, you know, it really kept me honest in my writing because I would write something and she'd come back and go, Nope, that's not how it happened that day. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay, <laughs> see how this is going to go. <laughs> Two sides
2: to everything. Um, today, we're talking about the real superwoman. That's chapter five in your book, the real superwoman. What is a superwoman? What are you talking about when you say a real superwoman?
1: I think when we're moms, we think we have to be just this perfect, do everything, be everything, just this superwoman. And I think that's a really big mistake that I made. And if, if people can get one thing out of our conversation today is that we don't have to be a superwoman. We think we need to be, but we don't have to be. And, you know, I, that's a big mistake I made. I hid my emotions from my kids. I, I always thought, especially when, you know, my kid, the, the impossible kid, I thought if I showed any kind of weakness, she was just going to take me down. So I, I just felt like I had to, like, if I cried, I went behind a door. I, I just like, I was just like, you know, this, this almost this like, you know, straight mom that just didn't show a whole lot of emotion. I was, I was calm and, you know, sensitive and gentle and all of those things, but I didn't show my own human weakness. And I think that was a mistake.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Usually as a parent, we're thinking like we shouldn't let our kids see these things because we want them to grow up to be normal. But uh, really what we're doing then if we're hiding real emotions is showing them the opposite of normal, I guess.
1: Yes, I think so. And there was this one pivotal day that really changed everything with my relationship with my kids and especially with my daughter. And this is a day that, she, that we both write about in the book, but it was Mother's Day. And my older two were teenagers and my youngest was about was six. And in, in my, my six-year-old you know, said, Happy Mother's Day. But my teenagers didn't even acknowledge that it was Mother's Day and i was like oh mm-hmm. and i didn't say anything but it really hurt me and so we went to church and i'm seeing other kids you know hugging their moms and things like that and um i saw this this teenage boy give his mom a hug And I just lost it. My husband's a children's pastor, so we were in the middle of the children's area, and I had to dismiss myself and leave. And I'm sitting on the side of the road, and I'm just bawling my eyes out, just sobbing because my kids had for you know I felt like they had forgotten Mother's Day. And then I remembered when my mom was when I was a kid, and and there was one Mother's Day my mom was crying, and I couldn't understand why she was crying. And then all of a sudden, it's like I flash back. I'm like, I get it now. And so then I went. It back, and then my youngest told me that he did, he you know, they made these flowers in the service and he didn't have one for me. And I'm like, Joey, where's mommy's flower? And he's like, Oh, I gave it to Nicholas. I'm like, What? And I found out that this Nicholas kid was under the desk and didn't make a flower for his mom, so my flower got got given to this other mom with the kid under the desk. And I was like, Oh man, this is just horrible. So we got home and I just cried, sat at the kitchen table and bawled my eyes out. And my kids are looking at their dad. They don't know what to do. They start crying. They're like, what's wrong with mom? And, you know, my husband said, mom's really hurting right now. She does a lot for you guys. And you guys didn't really think of her on Mother's Day. And so then my my teenage son came, gave me a hug, told me he loved me. My daughter gave me a hug, told me she loved me, my other son. And then after that, I realized it's like, okay, mom is human. It's like they realize, you know, mom is human and she has emotions too. And I realized it's okay. I could, I could show emotion and still be the mom and still have the rules and the boundaries and, you know, be the way that I'm supposed to be as a mom. But it's okay to let those emotions out sometimes.
0: How, how I don't know, how do we do that then? Like, uh, what does it mean to show emotions to our kids? Does it mean like, oh, if I'm feeling angry, it's okay to just blow up and yell and scream?
1: No, I, I, that was one thing I had to work really hard on was to not show the anger. Cause I grew up in a home with a very volatile home. We were Italians and we all just would fight about everything. And so when I had children, I'm like, I don't want to be like that with my kids. And so I trained myself to have that calm mom voice. And if, if I did get frustrated, I just wouldn't talk. I would just seal my mouth, put a guard over my mouth. Oh Lord, put a guard over my mouth. Oh Lord. <laughs> And so when I would feel that stirring inside, I'd be like, okay, now it's time to just be quiet. And even today, the kids are like, oh, mom's quiet. Why is mom quiet? And so I trained myself, you know, not to, you know, scream out at my kids, because I, I think that you know but you know all of us have days where we blow it like the day that we were headed to church and my older son he was he had some christian rock music on and and I was telling him it was too loud and the the kids in the back said it was too loud and so he turned it off and so we're driving to church and it was for a nighttime program it wasn't for sunday morning and, and then my young, my other two started singing. And so my kids are fighting and then my son puts his music back on. And then I screamed, shut up, everybody just shut up. And then, <laughs> and then the and then the van broke down in the middle of the freeway and I'm, <laughs> I'm just losing my marbles. You know, I think we all have those days. And then my husband calls or I called, I called him and I'm like, we're, we're stuck on the freeways. Like just hang up right now and call 911. I don't know what you call in Canada, but here in the States, we call 911. And and so I'm just sitting there paralyzed in the middle of the freeway, and I didn't do what he said. And then at that point, my friend called me, and I told her what's going on. She goes, "I'll call a tow truck for you." So then I'm thinking, why didn't my husband call a tow truck? So I call him, and now I'm mad at him. I go, "Why didn't you just call a tow truck for me?" I mean, like I, I lost all sense of you know of reason at that point. And then he's like, "Honey, you're you're supposed to call you know nine one one when you get stuck." So anyway, that was. That was, a, that was a horrible day with my kids. And we ended up having to get towed. We never made it to church. Uh, it, it, we, when we landed at the, at the mechanic, my kids and my friend prayed for me. And, you know, so, I mean, everybody has their days where you just kind of lose it a little bit, I think, as a mom.
2: Um, when you're talking about um, showing your emotions and letting your kids see that you're real, that you're human. So I'm really good at showing those emotions. But at the end, there's this guilt Because you're like, oh, no, now my child is going to think of me as this weak person. Or, you know, like there's this feeling you have at the end of all of that. I'm sure there's other parents out there that can relate.
1: Oh, yes. That after you do something, you're like, okay, that wasn't good. Like my my breakdown on the freeway van incident with my kids. I'm yelling at them. I'm yelling at my husband. I'm doing all the wrong things. I'm completely wigging out, you know, lost control And at the end of the night, I I sat down with my husband. I went to him and I apologized for how I had, you know, spoken to him. And I sat down with my kids and I said, kids, I mom did not handle herself well today. And I'm so sorry. And, you know, they they got it. They understood, you know, they they forgave me. And I think when we when we display something that they see, I mean, it's really funny. We think our kids don't see what's going on in our lives, but they they know. They're watching us. They're really good studyers of us. And when we do something that is really like, hey, when you feel that, man, I really I need to apologize to them. And you know, and we could start over. I mean, that's what we do. We could start over. That's what we do with God, right? We go, we say, hey, you know, I need to do this better, and God helps us and We could start over. You say that
2: by doing all of this, we are empowering our children. Uh, How are we
1: empowering our children? They're learning what it is to mess up, fall, get back up, apologize, and then move forward. And really, as a mom, that's what we want to teach our kids. Like, you know, charge. Okay, let's try it again. When it comes to
2: human emotion, though, like crying, where do you stop? At what point is it?
1: Too much. Oh, good question. I think if it's I think if it's a daily meltdown, I think maybe we're crossing the line. I mean, I don't know. I guess for everyone it's different. I mean, some people just need to have a cry every day, but maybe not show them the everyday cry. But every once in a while I think it's okay. I don't know. I think each person needs to figure out what the good balance is. I was just talking to my daughter yesterday. And I was, you know, talking about this chapter and that we were going to be talking. And I told her, I said, I think a really big mistake I, I made is I didn't really show much emotion. And my daughter said, you know what, mom, I feel like I'm showing too much. I feel like I'm letting my kids see too much of that. So I think it's one of those things where you just try to find a balance and you're just kind of keep a check on yourself. And when it comes to those emotions, too, can it go both ways? Is it like too much love? Can you show too much love
2: or, you know, uh, too much tears and sadness or frustration? Can it go both ways?
1: I think some people think you could show too much love. You it's funny. I kind of have a a little debate going on with my three kids. I was always that cheerleader like you can do it you're great you're the best you're gonna get this job you're gonna get that a you're gonna I was always like that cheerleader and my my middle son he he'll if you ask him about it he'll say he loved that he loved that I was always he always knew mom was in his corner and cheering and that he was the best but my other two they'll tell you that they felt like they had a a warped view of the world like they had a a sense of that they were something that they really weren't because I was always telling them they were the best. They're like, mom, I'm not the best all the time. And, but for me, I really felt that way about my kids. I was just so proud of them and had such delight in them. And I just really thought that when they, you know, when they go for things, I really felt like, you know, they had a great shot because I just thought so highly of them. And, you know, if I was going to do it over, I'd probably do it the same because I think kids need to know that your parents are rooting for you, that you're behind, you're behind them, that, you know, there's that one person, those two people in life that are going to say, that's my kid and they're the best. And I think we all need that.
2: Now, in chapter five, you talk about steady wins the race and that there's three life questions that can help you soar through a season where you're, where you're dealing with all these emotions and whatnot. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes, so, so important. Three things. How am I doing spiritually? How am I doing emotionally? How am I doing physically? If you can get those three things to line up, I feel like we're going to soar because, you know, spiritually, we we need to daily figure out a way to connect with God. And I say figure out a way, you know, we have those traditional, we have our quiet time and sit down and have that hour of prayer and all that. But when you're a mom, I mean, come on, sometimes you can't do that. You're flipping pancakes. The kids are screaming. It might look a little different. It might be just a, a card with a verse on it that you keep going back to, or it might just be a three minute prayer time when you're in the bathroom or, You know, you just got to get, you got to connect with God every day. And when you're a mom, that sometimes can be difficult, but it's important because our spiritual lives, our spiritual health is really important. And then our emotional health, sometimes you need to take a break. Sometimes you need to be with adults. And we need to rectify our feelings. It's okay to feel the the feelings that we have. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to be okay with who we are. It's okay to not be okay some days. So I think that, you know, our emotional health and taking care of ourselves, we've got to nurture ourselves as moms. We have to, if we're not nurturing ourselves, how can we nurture our family? We, we, it's almost impossible. And then the last thing is physical. You know, as we age, the older you get, the more thankful you are that you took care of your body when you were younger. And when you're younger, you don't realize you're going to feel that way when you're older because you don't know what's around the corner. But, you know, that older self is going to thank you for those push-ups and the, the yoga and, the, you know, the breathing techniques that you did. You know, taking care of our physical body is, is very important, too. And when you get all those things together and we take care of our relational health, Then we can really, we can knock it out of the park if we pay attention to those three things.
0: Uh, One thing I've learned is being emotionally honest, emotionally available. It really does strengthen relationships and bring people closer together, actually, when done the right way.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. When we're honest with the people in our lives that we love and we just say, you know what? I'm really struggling with this today. I feel sad about this or I feel ashamed that I acted that way and I'm not really, you know, sure what to do about it. When we're honest with the people in our lives and we tell them where we're struggling, it just makes the relationship so much easier. I know that with my husband and I, like when he says, honey. I'm I'm struggling with this today or whatever. Then I know, oh, okay, this isn't about me. I don't need to, it's okay. I don't need to worry about this or that. Or I tell him, you know what? I feel really bad about this or I'm really obsessing about something that I did and I can't stop thinking about it. Then, you know, now we can have an honest conversation and we can help each other rather than letting something like that turn into a fight. And we can be that way with our kids too.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking like, it's kind of preventative maintenance in a way, preventative in- If I'm not honest with my emotions for a month and I just, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And I sweep everything under the rug. Uh, At the end of that month, I'm going to blow up probably, right?
1: Yeah. You keep sweeping, sweeping under. And then, and then at some point it's going to bubble over better to deal with it as it's happening and just, you know, let your family members know, Hey, you know what? I'm kind of struggling today. And, and I'm acting like this or I I was short with you, but that has nothing to do with you. That's something about me that I'm struggling with and has nothing to do with you. And, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to work through this.
2: So the real superwoman, is definitely not what we've been taught all these years. That perfect, you know, perfect mom, all those perfect moms that we see on social media, um, superwoman herself with her cape and her perfect outfit. Superwoman is someone who is the true, honest self.
1: Yes, absolutely. True, honest self. Exactly. And I would say the superwoman accepts her limitations. She takes breaks She doesn't give up on her impossible kid. Uh, They deal with poops, not vomit. And they still have a heart filled with love and adoration. A superwoman tucks kids in at the end of a long day. A superwoman falls and gets back up. They say, I'm sorry. And especially a superwoman will call out to God when they need help. What about that
2: superwoman out in public? What are we supposed to do as a superwoman out in public? Because that's a whole different world. I know it's a little off, off topic, but uh, keeping that superwoman intact while you're out and about can be a
1: little challenging. Absolutely. I love the out <laughs> in public stuff. Oh, my kids, they love to do hoopla stuff out in public. And I think, I think you just need to prepare yourself as a mom and go, okay, it doesn't matter what my kids do. What matters is what I do and how I react to them. So they could be freaking out in the grocery store, but if I'm calm and I'm like, okay, well, when you're done, we're going to go do this, then, you know, that's all you can do. There was one time I used to teach my kids, that if 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 someone's trying to take you scream out this is not my mom this is not my dad and because i was you know as a mom that's one of your fears that someone's going to come up and grab your kid i mean it was one of mine and so we're in the checkout line and my little my little boy starts screaming this is not my mom this is not <laughs> my mom and i was like i just looked at him and i gave him that mom look like you're so dead and Luckily, the store knew me, and so they knew that that was my kid. So there's there's something to be said for going to places that where they know you when you've got your children, because you know they just love acting out. That's just part of of them being kids.
2: Oh my! Um, For people out there that are thinking, oh, I don't even know where to begin. I have no clue how to even start showing these emotions um, without being fearful. Where should they start?
1: Well, you have to stop. You have to get real honest with yourself. You have to think about where you are in your journey. You have to think about what your hurts are, what some things you might need to work through. Sometimes we need to seek out a professional and that's okay. If you're really struggling and you just you know, need to talk to someone, it, it's so helpful to get the help that you need because helping us is helping our kids. When when we grow, our kids grow. The better we are, the better we can be with our kids.
2: For those who want to learn about you, want to hear more about your book,
1: how do they go about doing that? They could go to com, L-U-S-A-Y-S. And that's my website. And then also, you know, the book is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble stores. I don't know what stores are in Canada, but hopefully it's all over at all the stores. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thanks, Lou. Good to talk with you again.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a delight.
2: And thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe and to leave a review. We'll talk to you again on Connections.